I like to say this with all humility. It is not because I am a better Christian. Rather, I think that I know the scripture more. But it is just God's grace that I stand before you today to testify of what God has done in my life. In fact, when I when the city called me, say, hey, hey, you're going to be testifying. I say, sir, on what topic? He said, as you are led. And I know that there's one lead in our body's heart to tell how I got here today. Where I am today is by the grace of God. If it had not been for God, I don't think I'll be standing before you. But God has found me true thick and thin. And I'm very glad that I have witnesses in the house. Hallelujah. I'm going to start from what I would say more like the very beginning. But it's just as far as I could go back because I wanted to go in retrospect. As a young man, I lived in a town called Agbo. I grew up there. The town is in a car south of Delta State. I went to nursery school there, primary school, and secondary school was in Agbo. But there was something happening. I happened to be the only male child of my mom. And there were so many forces around. In fact, we lived then in places where the powers that be had operations. And when I say powers that be, it wasn't Christianity. It were people who operated in the underworld. So every child aspired to have such powers. I am one of them. In my secondary school, we had a lot of people who used charms to fight. They give you knife and fall, slap and start eating sand. You know. So it was very common to find charms with secondary school students in my time. And then, for the powerful, they were always like models. We always looked at those ones who had more chance as being the heroes of the time. So every child would want to have one of such powers. I went on my own quest to look for such powers. I went with a couple of friends, and at each stop, we visited native doctors, people, cemeteries, and all that. But there were always um, conditions. And these conditions, some of them <laughs> would cost life. For you to have such powers, you needed to give life. And in one occasion, the man, I didn't wait for him to mention, he was just saying that the person that gave birth to I said, my mother, not with me, and you. I took off. <laughs> he said, if I don't come back, something will happen to me. I never went back there. Nothing happened anyway. But we were just looking for powers as young children to operate in the town. I was in the midst of bad boys. And to make the story short, I didn't find that power. Not because I didn't see the people that gave me power, but the conditions they were giving. You know, we had some people, the only one, I think they got them the brave heart, I think the big heart. They had that slogan. And all of them had some stiff conditions. As a boy, less than 18 years old, you could imagine what would make drive such a boy to start looking for powers that be not. Well, to bring it to today, we started attending church. Then, before this time, my mom used to visit Native Doctor. She wasn't going to church. I only followed her landlord to church. But somehow, my mom started going to church. So for me, going to church was like every other child following somebody to 
But God saved me. Somehow I traveled to Benin to live with my dad. And that was for the first time when I heard of Christianity as a personalist. I always thought Christianity was just going to church and coming back. And when my dad left me, something happened. I moved in to live with my cousin. This, my cousin was a pastor in then Mark of Christ. And for me, it was the same way of going to church. But he kept on talking to me and praying for me. And on one of the occasions in 1999, on a fatal day, they had this big program in Mark of Christ. Then they were building the big cathedral. It was a very massive building then. And behind the cathedral was the pastor's office and everywhere. But that day in the service, something miraculous happened. I think it was on the Thursday night first. They kept on announcing the big man of God that was coming. And his name was Lawrence Tate. I never forget that name. He came, he preached, and as he was talking, people were standing up screaming. You know, people were under. I was like, what is going on? I have seen people perform miracles. I have been under the uh, teachings of Igaosa. I have seen him in Crusade. I have seen him play work. But this one was like something I have not seen before. It was so marvelous. So I so much admired the speaker. Everything he was doing. I was just admiring the display of power. And he said, those who will come on Friday, that something is going to happen to them. By Friday, the place was packed full. And when this man stood at the altar, if he moves his hand this way, you see the crowd of people falling with a wave of hand. And I just couldn't believe that this was real. You know, I could witness this in reality. Something, a hunger started in me. And that hunger was, all those native people that I was going to see, they don't know this type. Maybe I should go for this one. You know? This hunger was to get power at all costs. And when I saw the display of power, it triggered something in me like, this is the real one. And I waited patiently. I was a very careful student of his teaching. He waited until the end to make altar call. And he made a personal altar call. I would say that altar call was for me. He said, if you want to have this kind of power, <laughs> of course, you know, everything in me went blank. I just wanted to know the next step. He said, you have to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I said, it's not that one of the top people. I've been with I said, no, tell me, there must be something other than this in your home. And he led people to Christ. And I stood where I was. I couldn't sit. I just watched this man with amazement. And when he finished, he said there's some people that can come out. But that he's going to give us a new way. That we are going to have an encounter. And that when you have that encounter, you don't need to come out in front of the altar. But wherever you are, you have to make that confession. Now, to just run through it, I quickly took that option. I wanted to see what encounter we have. I went to bed. I thought maybe in the dream an angel would come and take me somewhere. Nothing happened. By the time I came the next day, he was already on the road. And he prayed and prayed. I didn't know when I started weeping. I was just there. I could see myself lost in the 
ways of the world. Even though I have been going to church, interestingly, I have even been going to full gospel. Because when I lived with my dad in 1996, he took me to full gospel. So I knew about full gospel, but I never had a personal relationship. And when those tears came to my eyes, I just felt ashamed. I quickly ran to the back of the building. The pastor's office is just behind the altar. The crime of it's now Voice of Freedom uh, Ministry. I just ran up there. The ushers tried to stop me and tell them no. I wanted to come and pray. And they allowed me to go up to then it was not completed the pastor's office. I stayed there all through the day. I didn't go. I just wanted God to accept me. And that was how I received Christ. You know, it caused a great break in my life. Now, to bring the message closer, when I got home, I shared my encounter with my cousin, who was a pastor in my office. He started thanking God for me. I didn't know all the while I lived with him. He has made it a prayer point that I will give my life to Christ. Without even telling me. And he started, he was so excited. He now encouraged me to read the Bible. I told him I read the Bible over and over because I have been going to church. I used to be the boy that would be called to come and read the Bible in church. But I didn't have any personal encounter. And he started telling me I have to read it all over again. And now started telling me the difference between a born again Christian and the church goer. That was my first experience. And being one experience that I could always cherish, it gave me another level in Christ. I started following him closely while I was with him. There were several others. Where I was coming from, people didn't know Christianity as a personal race. It's just that all of us go to church on Sunday. So going back home was quite a challenge. But the time came I had to go. Before then, I was doing sales rep uh, for the first company. Somebody in post voice gives it to us, we take it to our system and give us permission. But when I came back home, I wanted to go back to school. Because the fire I had caught told me there is a future. Before then, I thought anything you do to survive is the future. But I now knew there is a better future. So he encouraged me to say, go back, you need to go to school. That was how I started seeking admission. By the time I got admission, I didn't have accommodation. I got admission in the University of Nigeria and Soka. But I was living in Nago, and I have to be going for lectures to Nago to Soka. It sounds impossible, but I did that for two months. I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because by the time, sometimes I come back at like 12 midnight, 1 a.m., I'm still on the road. There are times I cross the bridge and cross into Asaba before I even get the transport to take me back to Apple. It was that horrible. After two months, I got tired. My pastor, who was the Baptist pastor then, called me and said, I heard you have admission. Why are you still in town? I said, I go for lectures. He said, How do you go for lectures? You are in there on Wednesday service or the Thursday meetings. So how? I said, I go from here. I don't have accommodation. He said, But we have a church in Osaka. Gave me a note and said, Go and meet the pastor there. That was how I started being in church. But that's not for today. You know, just to go to school. And this actually gave me a whole lot of different experience. I didn't know God was using all these things to train me. Because staying in church now gave me the opportunity to behave myself. 
Because in one of those occasions, even if I had seen a God boy who wanted to accommodate me, I would have gone in. And that would have been a whole different story. But my first accommodation was to stay in church. And then everybody knew you. So automatically you have to abstain from things that others were doing. But in my local church, I had sent them in different capacities from usher, ushering to other positions. And that helped me to know how to relate with God personally. I found the fellowships, not one. Anywhere I found the fellowship, I wanted to associate myself. Why? Because I knew what I was running from back home. I don't want to go back to where I was coming from. And that became the body that pushed me on. Somehow, I got involved in a lot of religious activities, whether on campus or at home. Anywhere there was something about God, you could be sure to find me there. Even if it was just a crusade in campus, I will attend. All I did was to make sure that I find this God and I get that power. Remember, why I gave my life to Christ was to be very powerful. So I felt anywhere there was power, I could go and collect some. Now, I met someone who transformed my life. She gave me a prescription. I met her in the gospel. And after preaching one day, I said, Mommy, this way you interpreted the scripture today, I have never heard it that way. I have read this thing over and over again. She said, yes, you have only been reading the letter. Your spirit is not a truth. And she introduced me to the best friend I had in life. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. She said, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, as you begin to read these things, it will interpret it in your mind. I said, eh? I thought it is just English words you read and understand. She said, there is a place of the Spirit who will teach you the things you are reading. And that was the first time I heard that the Holy Spirit teaches us the Word of God. And that became my medication. She said to me, I don't expect you to read one chapter. I think you want to read it. She said, no. If it is one verse today, if you can only read one verse that will minister to your soul, say, hold on to it. Say, through that day, confesses. And all my days in school, every day was for one verse. I just held on to one verse. If you tell me you what I remember the verse. It was just like a medicine. You know the way you take medication? Somebody on my school. I took the word of God like I was taking medicine every day. It's not about the butcher. Just as you read the passage, one will minister to you. See, that is your verse of the day. Hold on to it. I started this practice in school, and it became my turn around in Christianity. As I grew in the knowledge of Christ, I found it is recorded in Proverbs 38. If you do this, it will be like a refreshing drink and medicine for your body. I was no longer sick. Every day, it was like I became a new person. Each time I studied, something left me. All the baggages I carried from home began to disappear. And that was how God started drawing me close to Him. This taught me the true meaning of study. It is not about the 
words in English. It is about the understanding as given by the Holy Spirit. In fact, one of the scriptures I read that I see it till tomorrow, and I know all of us know that scripture. I have carefully put it here so that we can read it one more time. I don't know if all of us can see the screen, but I'll try and read from here. It says, This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. So that nobody will be destroyed. That is why God gave his son. By believing in him, anyone can have whole and lasting life. I think it. Just anyone, even a sinner that I am, can have if only I believe. I'm like, what? And then I have given my life to Christ. But I was finding something that was totally different from what I used to know. I used to know that for God's love, I gave you something to God's love. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have a lasting life. But I didn't understand it in this realm. God didn't go to all the God didn't go to all the trouble for sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. Telling the world how bad it was. That wasn't why Christ came. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted irrespective of what you have done before. If only you can trust in him. You are acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And that is the case for so many people. They may be going to church, but they have not come to believe or trust in God. You have not really given your life to Christ. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God when introduced to him. Today, my testimony is to make this introduction. Yeah. I don't know how many years you have been in church. I don't know how many years you have been in the gospel. I don't know how many years you have been reading your Bible. But there is a new way. And that is my encounter. I will go on by telling you a little bit of some things I experienced while in the room here. After I finished my, I went to school first to study diploma. I came over to Eli, where I lived with an uncle, somebody who took me like a child from school, and brought me down to Eli. I got a job, and I was living in Eli. What is somewhere they call Lomalinda Estate, corridor layout? You know that can uh, form. I don't know what they call it now. Campus four. Yes, Lomalinda Estate. That's where I had a house. Now sometimes my job requires that I go late in the night. I close 9 p.m., 10, 11, there are times 1 a.m. I was still be on the road. Now, this wasn't in any way healthy for me. Not because I couldn't do the work, but that the road I had to pass to my house is like a dead zone. As at that 2000, 
for 2004, 2005, going through IMT by 9 p.m. It was like you actually just surrendered yourself to be slaughtered. Because they were the courtists fighting them. They were the armed robbery that was going on in corridor Like every day, there was a robbery attack. And now, I had to go through the same roads back home. There are days that I'll just come and say, I'm not close. People that ask me about it, they just finish running and they're sharing their notes. <laughs> and they'll ask me for my contribution. At the time, I just, when I get to my uncle's house, I'll drop my phone and everything. But I wish I have money. If you don't have money at all, they'll get beaten for the night. There are sometimes they beat me black and blue. By the time, the next morning, I'll still wake up and go to work. You know? But the truth is, the things I saw in that bush, in that forest, um, well, it's just a bush, not a forest. No, there's a river that runs through behind IMT, cutting off the road. I have to cross that river on foot to get to my house. We started getting to the road at times. And these things were done in horrible times of the night. In fact, on one occasion, I heard the drum playing. It was like a familiar tune. I decided to go and look where the drum was playing. Forgive me, I was just a young boy. I was very curious. I kept on walking in the bush until I started hearing the drum in my back. <laughs> I don't know if you call this I heard drums. I was walking in the night and I heard music. I was like, ah, which for the music inside the bush? And I decided to just, you know, walk straight the drum. And after a while, the drum I was hearing it was, I was hearing it. Behind me, and, and I said, okay, I just found my way back home. <laughs> you know, so there are some things that, in reality, when you tell it, it sounds funny. I'm not telling you, somebody told me. I had walked up to somebody, greeted the person in the bush, good evening. The person didn't answer, just standing. I turned back, I looked, the person was still standing. I walked like two poles, I turned, there was nobody in the bush, I was just the new one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't say the spirit, I don't know. Maybe the person just walked away. Yeah. Yeah. The person just walked. Yeah. Went to the other direction while I went to the other direction. No, no, no. It's in the night, so it was looking at my eyes there, sleeping. I didn't see well. But I know I beat somebody. <laughs> Who didn't answer? So I thought about like, I didn't even beat you. No, no. I just walked past. But it wasn't my usual customers, the people I used to drop something for. Those ones were the people that have meetings in the bush. In fact, on one occasion, they were calling me to come back. Just, this is not the testimony. Anymore. They were calling me to go back. I got because I was used to them. They were in the other side, I wanted to walk. And somebody walked up to me and said, Will they talk to you? No one again. Say you won't die. I said, No, I don't want that. Sure. As soon as I said, Sure, say, Where are you from? I said, Delta. Say, God save you. As I turned, he had his gun pointed at me. And I'm like, I'm going right there. So you see, from that, I feel say, when I shoot, bend down, and more stand up to you. Mm-hmm. And he shot. But to good enough, he, when I went to come close to me, the thing burns part of my ear. When I got to the office the night, I was telling them they didn't believe until they saw the But you know, I never knew that gun can be so hot. The bullet, the thing just flew past my ear. I didn't hear with my ear for like a couple of days. He shot and made sure he missed me. So that they would think he shot me. And he asked me to stand before, and that was how I passed that night. Why am I sharing all this story? It is not to edify, it's not to sign the education. I want to tell you how I got here today. 
In that day, I got home, said, Lord, I will just be keep one day like a family bush, simply because I go to work and come back next. I don't want this to continue happening. Now, I won't even tell you of how many times our robbers came to meet me in the house. They asked me what did I do. They ate, carried the pots I used to keep in, and the plate I used for them, and they took it home. Not once, not twice. They will come and meet me like the Bonitan Tomo, which is there for us. Now, at the time, they collected all my clothes and used my traveling bag to pack. <laughs> to pack the clothes. Now, it's not as funny as the sound now. I was scared of my life, but I didn't have any else to go at that point in time. And I asked God one prayer. I said, God, if you deliver me from this attack, I will truly know you have a purpose in my life. But if this people got shot my life, that means there was no other purpose other than just to die. Now, I made that sentence carelessly. Why did I say carelessly? I was a Christian. I wasn't involved in those things. But he started bringing some dirty thoughts to me. So the extent that I had to call one of my old friends who went to secondary school and I started placing an order for a gun. Because I can't believe how I'll be sleeping in the house, somebody will knock. When I got open, they'll break the door open and beat me for not playing the door. Just because they have a gun, maybe two or three persons. It wasn't any funny to me again. I'm like, is it just because I'm a Christian? Maybe I should just get my own gun. When they don't, who shoots first? The other person will die. You know? I, I started having those thoughts. But God saved me. Remember I told you I had a prescription? I went back to my godmother and she said to me, the day you will die is the day you put your hand in something bad. The thing made me to recount myself. I was already plotting saving money to buy a gun and maybe we'll finish ourselves in one of the nights. But she said, the day you will die is the day you put your hand in something bad. And that is the same message I have today. I'll put it this way. I'll summarize it. In summary, in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For no temptation, no trial, regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is no, that is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assailed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place, that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under its patience. Did you see where my power is coming from? I realized that the power I was looking for then was actually in Christ. It wasn't power to do evil. It was power to go through all those trials and still come out shining. I will make it maybe a little bit 
sweet by saying that when I went through those experiences, as a very young man, I least expected that I would come out standing like without any beaming. Because they were nice, I was tied up to the whatever they thought was good for them, not me. But then God saw me through in different horrible situations. And this is why it happened. It didn't happen because I was most righteous. It didn't happen because I didn't commit any sin. It only happened because I had given myself, my being, my life to God. That whatever I become, whatever I will be in life, God is up to me. I have given up on my own strength and asked God to have his way in my life. Now, when I was doing this, I didn't know the import. But remember I told you I had strayed before looking for powers. And these times were times to purify me. I didn't say I am purely without any. But I'm saying that those things I went through were like fire to me to bring out something what we are looking at today. Praise the Lord. And I'll tell you more about it. Now, on exclusively for executive chapter, I think it will do us good to encourage our spouses to join the fellowship for easy flow of administration. I realize that here we may not know it. But one thing I found very strange, okay, let me share this quick testimony. One day, I wanted to get something, and I called my wife. I said, we need to get this. She said, I know somebody that knows my father. He's in Abuja. He will help us. I will get it easily. It wasn't anywhere possible to get it in any room. I said, OK, call me. The man is in Abuja. We called the man. I said, OK, I have your father. I was asking my I said, my father is fine. I said, OK, fine. Uh, who is the person in charge of this place? I got to the name and told the man. As she sent the name, she said, no. I want the person in charge of that unit. Let me talk to the person directly. We tried all we can to get the name of the person. We couldn't. So we told him that we don't have the name. He said, okay, fine. I'm going to send a message to the head. Go and meet the head. He will give you a note to the person in charge. I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. We got ready, we called him, we said we should go. We had already spoken to him. We called him and the man said we should come. When we got to his office, he wasn't there. So I sat down, my wife was there. She actually went to get something in the car. And somebody walked into the office. The first thing the person said, Fable, can you be a neighbor here? I looked at the person. I said, Good afternoon. And the man said, Do you know him? He said, Yes, he's my fellowship member. He said, Are you and him? Go. I want to say that the person I sit with in fellowship every day. Is the person I was looking for the reference to. <laughs> in this fellowship, I'm not saying another fellowship. The person is here today. I sit next to her every day in fellowship. And that was the person I had to call Abuja to give me a reference to. So, this is a lesson for all of us. You may say, Nawao, but where you are, I can tell. That it is only those people because I noticed that in this fellowship we have particular seats, custom made seats. <laughs> if I ask all of us now, how many of us can tell the name of 10 people here, apart from the people that officiate on this side of the table? 
we may find out that some of us may not be able to give 10 minutes of lessons here. Now, if I ask, tell me what five people do here, their job, their occupation. I am sure we don't have more than 30% that we know what only five persons do for a living here. Apart from all of us that know that Reverend is a man of God, do we know his business? He has a business. He's a businessman. I know you know. <laughs> okay, so what am I trying to say in this? You see, in full gospel, the difference between it and church is that we know each other. Apart from our spouses, apart from the person sitting next to you, what does the person do? Who is the person you sit with every day? Why do you sit with only a particular set of people in one room? I'm just asking myself as well because I sit in one place at home. <laughs> Alright, so the idea of the fellowship is all inclusive. As messages are better shared when couples participate. My advocate is today is we should look forward to having a day where we also bring up ladies to speak from here. I found that only to so young ladies of the fellowship. But I think we can do better than that. Why I say that is that sometimes it may look like alienation, but we may not realize it. <coughs> and it will help us to also bring our own spouses closer to what we are gaining here every day. I know for some of us, because of children and all that, but God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, why do I envision this? In Acts chapter 10, verse 24, something strange happened. Cornelius had sent for Peter. Remember, before they came, Peter wanted to reject them until he had that chance. Now, look at what a man of faith did. The Bible recorded that they arrived in Sarah the next afternoon, just before 3 o'clock. The version that I use is um, voice. Cornelius had anticipated their arrival. I have never seen such a face. He has sent people to go and call someone. And the Bible recorded that he anticipated their arrival. What did he do when he anticipated their arrival? And he had assembled his relatives and close friends to welcome them. Do you know that everybody that was in that house that day received invitation? By the faith of one man, how come our neighbors in our houses, some of them not even know we are Christians? Your neighbor in your house or the way you don't even know the church here, don't even know if you go to church. And we still profess to the Christians. Even the person you sit next to in church, you don't even know the name of the person. The only thing we know is that when they share his banner house, we will to shake hands and off we go until next Monday. It ought not to be so. I say I kept that exclusively for executive chapter for us to look at ourselves. Now, like I told you, I joined the fellowship in Benin in the mid-90s before I even gave my life to Christ. Though I was going to church, I had a personal encounter. The only thing I had was Bible knowledge. I could quote Bible. In fact, I used to win Bible competition. You know, when they write recitation, I could quote Bible. But if they ask me what he said, it's just you know, another book I read and memorize. I didn't have any quota. My quota now became the experiences I started having 
when I gave my life to Christ. The Bible became real in my life. I started saying things that were then impossible, become possible, simply because God went ahead of me. And that is what my encounter brought me to tell you today. I began to explore the powers that be as a believer. I began to understand that if only believers will understand the power that resides in them, the innate power that is inside of you, just for the sake that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do things that are unheard of in life. Just because you believe and trust in God. See, if your faith can be as simple as a mustard seed, you will tell a mountain, be that removed. And it will work. Simply because you don't have a doubt. So what is happening to us in our business? So is it that all our faith here cannot even get up to a mustard seed? That we cannot even be creating in our house, in our company that is If you can't create in your family, it is Is it the man you are going to talk to? So, here is my encounter. I realized that the power that is given to us as believers, for some persons, it is passive. Passive means we are not using it to work. The fellowship here today helps me to build my faith through the testimonies I hear. Like uh Mr. came to testify today, that even a two-year-old boy could tell him Daddy, I'm going to church. He took the boy with high fever and came back. There was not even one sign of fever today to the boy. If a two-year-old boy can have that kind of faith, then what is wrong with us? Hmm. Okay, sorry. No, no, not what is wrong with us. Where lies our faith? Oh, the same thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, this solution has meant to give us transformative messages. Not things we just hear. I don't preach. I'm only here to testify of what God has done for me. And I believe as we get it, He can even do so much more. And knowing fully well that the result of self God is a shine in practice, not in preaching, not in listening. Is when you live here, what do you do? How do you act? Now, this is where it is written in the Bible. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but in, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Why does the Bible talk about how you think? This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in these eyes. This is according to the Passion Translation. So I think the eyes in this world, but it's in his eyes. I want to appeal to each and every one of us. Until we begin to change our mindset, according to the scripture, it is not what the preacher said. It is now what we think that determines who you are. And I will share this quickly because I wouldn't want to run short of time. In full gospel, there is something I, if I take the sense of saying, because I'm not permitted to, I'm one reporter. Okay, I will start with myself. I can raise my hand to say that this year, we are in September. From January to September, I have never read one voice. 
this voice here is one tool the full gospel use in spreading the message. It is just testimonies giving it to people. Now, I say, the voice is the greatest asset of believers in modern times. If you know all the scriptures, you do not speak anyone else. It will not become matter for you. You must speak things to life. And how do I know this? God created the whole world by what? They say he called things that be not. And then what happened? So what have you been doing? Have you been speaking things to me as a believer? As a child of God, have you been commanding sickness out of your body? Not another person's body, your own body. Let's start with me. I'm having a headache. Can I command the headache out of my head? If you can't command the headache out of your head, is it even what you are going to cast out in another person's life? We must begin to know these things. The voice is the highest power we have. When we are able to walk on the mind, we will retain. We begin to speak things into being. You will see things change in your life. I have a great testimony, but I'm trying to be reserved. For example, God created the river by speaking. Also, miracles. When people came to Jesus, He spoke to their situations. And what happened? It went off. So I asked, What are you saying to yourself? Do you know that sometimes the things we tell ourselves are so negative that the devil does not have to put their hand in this? Is Does the devil need to act on it again? No. God, he has said it is what we are. It's as simple as that. He just confirms what he has said. Okay, let me say this. The devil cannot even act without you speaking in affirmation to what he is what he's doing. That pain you feel, as soon as you say, ah, I'm on a time, it is confirmed. I'm not saying we still say what is wrong with us. I'm only saying that we should speak faith to our situations. Speak faith to the issues in life. The circumstances around you. The Bible recorded, if my people who are called by my name shall help themselves and come to me. And they say, what will happen? I will their land. Is it? Is it? Is it there? Did I get it right? Did you say I will hear their pockets? No. I will hear their house? So where are the people not yet calling on God? Everything around us is subject to what we say. And that is the power of a believer. Have you ever taken time to assimilate this? That if you can speak something, believing it, trusting it without doubting, it may take time, but that will manifest. One day, I was praying. I said, God, how come you love so so and so person so much that even when others fall into it, somehow you guide them, you give you wisdom? And I'll say this very funny. I was told the parents are praying for him. The parents are praying for him. Somebody I know was doing something that could have landed him in the pits. And somehow he escapes. I was told the parents are praying for him. Which means you can pray for your children. Your prayers can guide your children. Even when they are not with you. 
Your prayers can come a pass for them. How much more yourself? I was also so worried one time, and I needed some encouragement. I met someone who said to me, when last, when last did you actually go to God for that situation? Now, how do I say that? How many of us here have read the voice magazine this week? Thank you, ma'am. What about this month? What about this year? You have only read it once. You go once. <laughs> I think we have new ones. Do we have new ones? Yes. Okay, the question is not there. It's not there. Okay, we don't have new ones here. But I want to encourage us. It is not. I remember somebody stood out here and said what brought him to Fugos Gospel was that he went to somebody's office. The person is here. And there was a voice magazine on the table. He picked it up and said, Can I go with this topic? And after reading it, he started following the person to the Swiss. Today, the person I'm talking of is not only a chapter president, I think he's a feed rep now. I like him. He's a, a feed rep. He, has, he only went to somebody's office and picked up a voice magazine. The person he went to his office is here. He's here today. And just the voice magazine on the table brought that young man who today is a feed rep. And the person, this the person that gave it to him is lower in rank. So, when last did you offer somebody in your office a voice magazine or in your car? Last week. Last week, thank you. This should be our mode of preaching. You don't have to meet everybody and spend that time telling them about Jesus. But just one offer, you could communicate a lot. You know, I love the Jehovah Witness so much. Their watch tower, I used to have a library of it. Even if you don't want to hear them, they'll tell you to take the magazine. Awake. That's to say I don't have time to listen to what people have to say. They will beg you, please, can you take this read it in your spare time? How many of us are practicing that? The voice is speaking to everything around you. You gain voice through knowledge. They say faith for by what? Hearing what? What of God. How do you hear when you go to your Bible and pray? We must begin to soak ourselves in the world to have the transfiguration that we need. And that is found in the gospel. As we speak the gospel, we will know this. As in Luke 6.45, it is the same with people. A person full of goodness in his heart produces what? A person with evil reservoir in his heart falls out evil. Yes. The heart overflows in the words a person speaks. Your words reveal what is within. That is the gospel. You can't leave here. My wife will always correct me when I'm driving. Oh, yeah, okay. I see. 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 <laughs> somehow, somehow, I always have a team for these different people. The way they jump in and out is like they just wait for me and she say, You can't correct everybody. And somehow, before you even know, you're already pronouncing 
things that shouldn't come out of it. I think someone is speaking say, can good and evil proceed from the same source? How come we come here lifting hands and praising God? And when we come out, we get not there, we are insulting him. The next person you pass in the compound, they are not even saying hello. And they know how do you marry the two as a believer? So it is from within that we begin to explore. What do we explore? Let's explore the focus of today. Is how we explore our numerous encounters of experiences to build a world with the word of God. If only believers will take their place in the word of God, the word will yield to them. If only believers will take their place. I'm not saying their place in their office. I'm not saying their place at all. In the word of God, the word will yield to them. So, the tool, the power, that power I was going to look for in those my villages is here in the word of God. It depends on how you harness it, how you explore it. It will work for you. As the same scripture you are reading is what about you, I think what you read. It's not the way you read. The difference is how the faith behind it. So, permit me to say that the world as it is is shaped by our ways. Just as the mind is the most powerful tool on earth, people that go into um, the other side of the power, they will tell you when they can vision something, they do incantation, they focus, that will begin to work for them. How much more you, a believer, a carrier of Christ, backed up by the Holy Spirit. If somebody who talks to stones and water and roots that are dead can cause things to happen, how much more you that have a living God? He doesn't just stay in heaven, but has sent his Holy Spirit to reside inside of you. How much more believe? Genesis 11 verse 6. Something struck me when I read that today. He said, God said, the people are united. The people are united and they speak the same language. Please, how many of us know that it is said after this? Will it come to them? He said, after this, which means nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. It is not before that time. It is after this. When the people are united, they speak in one language. The language you speak today is not English. You have a heavenly language. Then you raise your voice in the Holy Spirit. Irrespective of the church. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were hearing different voices. But what they were there all speaking? One language. They were speaking in tongues. That is the language. When you raise your voice, it doesn't matter the dialect you came from. Even demons hear that language. So we must know the language 
is talking about. And we must know that we need to be united. Thereafter, nothing that you set your heart to do that will become impossible. That is the exploration we are meant to do today. The focus will carve it this way. In our team for here, they say, then he told me, this is the word of the Lord who said, you will not succeed by your own strength or by your own power, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, all powerful, almighty, of heaven's armies, of hosts. He takes the spirit of God for us to do what the people of God have set out to do this year, which is grace to do exploits. It is only available to those who use the experience of their encounter and having escaped with their voice to explore. We must become ambassadors of Christ, not just in preaching, but in practice. Last year, we talked about coming forth as good. Right? Coming forth as good. This year, we are very with grace to do exploits. You can see the link. When you have gone through all the things we all went through last year, it is time for us to do exploits. And if we are not yet doing exploits, it means our voice is not yet heard in the spirit world. Praise the Lord. We must let our voices be heard in the spirit world. And this is the confidence I have because I'm also trying to remind of my time. The confidence I have is that in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, the Bible clearly says to them, but he said to me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and repentance, that the strength and power of Christ in desire may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and well and dwell upon me. This is the confidence we have. We create the world with our mouth. We have read the scripture before, but I'll it in another version. We, cre- we create our world by our words, just as in Luke 6 for 5. People are known in the same way. Out of the virtue stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit. Likewise, out of the hidden, the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit, and will be heard in your words. What are we hearing in your words today? I have a very simple assignment. Just to share my testimony, my encounter. You have heard of all the things that happened in the bush. But have you heard it? Ever since I have found Christ, every stumbling block has been turned to a stepping stone. I have so many testimonies to share. I remember how somebody told me in my office that over the dead body, Will I travel at work to go for a course? Simply because I was working in the office and the office needed to give me permission. 
He said over his dead body. I told him you will not die. But you'll be alive to witness it. He's alive today. I have gone, I have come back. I came back with my certificate. He couldn't believe it. He was a return person. I didn't even wait to come back. I sent it to him by girl. <laughs> it is not a show off. It is to tell you that when men stand against you, all you need to do is pitch your tent with God. And if only we believers can explore this one and single opportunity. Do you know evil sickness cannot reside in you? Yes. yes, we are humans. We can get free. Temptations will come. Sickness will come. But how do we deal with it? What do we do when we are tempted? How do we face trials? If you go out there, I used to say, I wish the whole world was, they have one village for believers. It would have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. If you are not a non-believer, you go to... I don't want to say super, there are super people here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but say, if you are not a believer, maybe you go to... Well, I don't have more people here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you are not a believer, you go to that. <laughs> then, then the believers will stay on one side. It would have been a lot easier for us. But do you know why it works? Made it that we all live in this environment. That those trials will become our testimonies. Those temptations will become our trials. We must begin to wear this glory. And I'll tell you as I run off with this. I thank God for the grace of God. Looking at where I'm coming from. It is practically impossible to envision that by today I'll be standing in front of you and holding the microphone. But God has made it so. Why? Because I have discovered that one secret. As you go closer to God, He will begin to open way for you. Doors will open even before you knock. You know the Bible says knock and it shall be open. When you preach with God, then, doors will fling open at your arrival. I don't know how to describe it, but I only have one way to say it. Before, everywhere you go, there's somebody who opens the door, like a mall or something, right? You know, when you get to a mall, somebody will open the door. But today, you know that if you are coming to some doors, they will open by themselves. That is the difference. The man who has no Holy Spirit in him, when he gets there, you need to apply force and push the door open. But the one that has the Holy Spirit, the door opens automatically. For every door you want to access, when you pitch your tent with the Spirit of God, it will open before you get it. Because if you sense what you are carrying, you say, He that is in you is greater than He that is in the world. So I don't know what you are facing today. I don't know what you have been asking God for. But I have a good news. I'm not going to ask you to come out here and receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of the But I'm going to tell you where you are seated right there. When you get back to your house, just call on this God. Confess it. You don't have to be with your father or mother or husband or wife. Just go to your closet and confess him as your God and Savior. You can do that while you are here. And if you really want to do that, 
you will see an opportunity to identify with believers. I will keep that opportunity here. For those of us who want to say, Jesus, come into my life, begin to do the things that I cannot do by myself. This is the time. This is the message. When you take that step, the next step is having the Holy Spirit as a friend. And when these two are accomplished, I can tell you, the rest is a walk in the path. Because with the help of the Holy Spirit, every other thing will fall in line. So I made this trial call today. I don't know who I must have spoken to. I don't know what I have said to you. But God has spoken to you today. There is a conviction in your heart that you are more powerful than the person that is sitting down here. There is a conviction in your heart that the Spirit of God in you is at work to do exploits. I'd like for us to just bow our hands as we pray. Let us call upon God who has graciously given us His Son. Not to condemn or point at His figure, but to take us through the right paths that we may see. Let us pray for someone who we want to give His life to Christ. Even as we begin to pray for ourselves, for those who want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just say this afternoon. Heavenly Father, I come before you today and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that my sins be washed to me, that I am a new creature today, that all things are passed away, and that I am a new life, a new man, or a new woman in Christ. And that from this day henceforth, I will give myself to the Holy Spirit. This is our earnest desire in Jesus' name. Amen. And for each and every one of us who are here, I don't know what it is that has troubled or bothered us. But one thing I know today is that God is here to hear us. All He wants is for us to speak. And I cause to call upon God. Just tell Him that thing you want Him to do for you. And have faith that today He is going to do it. Not just because you have heard these words that God can do all things, but because you know in your spirit that God is at work in you to do greater things, more powerful things than you can even imagine. Let us open our voices and begin to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everyone that has come before you today. We pray a release of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Release your Spirit. And let there be a conviction. As we live here today, Lord, let the fire begin to burn in us. Let there be a new dawn, a new creation. Let there be a new awakening. That in the end, we will all give glory to God.
But what did I want to 